step worth taking If the path we face Is the one God's making When he says go, we won't be alone Let's take a leap of faith Welcome to the Tales of Zeke and Elliot, Parables Worth Pondering. Best friends Zeke and Elliot are two frogs that have many adventures around Baker's Pond. Today, Zeke and Elliot are caught up in a whole new adventure that will change both of their lives. I'm Leah. Come with me and we'll dive into today's story, A Dreamer's Tale. Elliot had just been dreaming about a huge metal thing with claws and fangs digging up the ground near his home. The thing was yellow, loud, and rumbled like thunder. It ate all the trees around it and left huge holes in its path. Every creature in the area ran for cover. Then, Elliot was floating. He felt weightless. He wasn't afraid, but he didn't know where he was. He looked around for Zeke, his best friend, but couldn't find him. The frog awoke with a start. Whoa, that's the third time this week I've had that dream. I need to find Zeke and tell him about it. Elliot hopped out of bed, grabbed his flat cap, and headed to Zeke's. The two friends had known each other since they were tadpoles and knew the pond better than any two creatures around. The pond sits at the bottom of a grassy hill surrounded by lush woods. Wildflowers color the boundary between the grass and the trees, while moss blankets the stumps that dot the landscape. The underbrush bustles with activity from local wildlife. One of the stumps near the pond was Elliot's destination, Zeke's house. The welcome mat was covered with leaves and a few cobwebs clung to the doorframe. Elliot tidied up the area a bit before knocking on his friend's door. Inside, Zeke snapped his last suspender in place, grabbed his fishing gear, and answered the door. Oh, hey Elliot. I was just about- Zeke! I had that dream again, about the huge thing with fangs and claws, and this time I was floating in water, I think. But it wasn't the pond. What do you suppose it means? That you have had way too much ice cream at Ruby's. No, 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 no. Dreams are important sometimes, aren't they? Well, I reckon they are. But what does a giant thing that leaves big holes in the ground mean? I don't know. Maybe later we could go ask Metalark and see if she has any advice to share. She'll probably tell you the same thing I do. Don't eat so many french flies from the crispy bark and lay off of Ruby's ice cream before bed. Maybe, but it wouldn't hurt to ask. Hey, by the way, how did the house hunting go yesterday? Eh, okay, I guess. The, The only thing I really liked was right next to the stomping stump and... That's too much noise and commotion for me. Ah, you'll find something. You'll know it when you see it. Zeke and Elliot headed to the pond for a few hours of fishing at their favorite spot. The half-rotted tree limb hung out from the bank, which made a perfect spot for the two frogs to dangle their feet in the water. After fishing, they took a ride from Lilypad Station across the pond. The chipmunk who drove them was named Nash. She was tiny and quick but couldn't concentrate long enough to remember where she was taking you. So you always had to make sure there was enough time to spare when you hopped on the taxi with her. Listen, Newt was telling me about the biggest fish ever seen in Bicker's Pond. It was so big it took three frogs, two turtles, and a fluffle of bunnies to help reel it in. Once it was on shore, they used a huge heavy crank to haul it up in the air. Later that evening, sounds of music and laughter echoed through the woods and over the water from the largest stump. This gathering place was known as the Stompin' Stump. You could see stringed lightning bugs hanging from each mushroom canopy table. Creatures sitting on the red toadstools at the soda shop counter were finishing off their favorite shakes and cones. 
the curious noises coming from over the hill were the topic of everyone's conversation. The proprietor, Ruby, a beautiful grasshopper with a fringed headscarf, was wiping off tables as a band of crickets finished their last set for the night. The two frogs seated themselves on a toadstool with their favorite scoops of Ruby's famous ice cream, vanilla bee and goose tracks. So boys, what are your thoughts about those noises from over the hill? Elliot, that's why you're having those crazy dreams. We've all heard those noises for days and now your imagination is going wild. Dreams? More like nightmares. There's this huge thing. Monster, monster, monster. A huge metal monster over the hill with a humongous claw that tears up the ground. We're all doomed. Run for your lives. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's true. I overheard the nutcrackers talking about it. You've got to listen to me. They said the thing has dug a giant pit. (laughs) I'll show you. I can prove it. As Nash scurried out the door, Ruby turned laughing to the frogs. But Elliot wasn't laughing. He had turned as white as a dandelion puff. Darling, you okay? You don't look so good. Oh, uh, sure, yeah, I'll be okay. Thanks, Ruby. Zeke, did you hear what she said? (laughs) That Nash, what a kidder. Giant fish in the pond and now a monster with claws digging up a huge pit. Oh, come on, Elliot. You don't really think she was talking about your dream, do you? Are you kidding? She described exactly what I've been dreaming. Have you been listening to me at all? The pit was new. You never mentioned the pit. That's not the point. Something has got to be going on here, right? How about we go explore tomorrow? We could search and report back. Now that's a great idea. You know I love adventures. The next morning, Elliot was walking to meet Zeke when a small squeak and angry voices caught his attention. As he rounded a bush, he caught sight of Nash, cornered by the Nutcrackers, a gang of squirrels. Elliot moved closer to make out their conversation. Nash was nervously explaining herself to them. You you can't keep me here. I just came to ask about the thing over the hill. I have a business to run and customers will wonder where I am. I promise I won't tell anyone where you hid the nuts. That won't do, Pipsqueak. We can't have anyone knowing where we put our stash. What should we do with her, boys? Let's tie her up by her toes. No, no, no. We should throw in. Hey, the guys. Pond. What's going on? Well, well, well. Who do we got here? It's a frog, Lenny. I can see it's a frog, Wally. I meant, never mind. I was just out for a walk when I heard my friend Nash here promising that she wouldn't share your secret. Maybe you could just let her go. Yeah, I promise I won't say a word. So we'll just mosey on out of here and leave you all alone. Zip it, Jumpin' Jack. Why don't you hop along out of here? We can't let them leave, Nutbrain. They both know where our stash is now. No, I don't. And even if I did, what would I do with it? Eat it, duh! Frogs don't eat nuts, walnut. But chipmunks do. Hey, where did she... Wooly, you let her go! Al, tie up frog legs here, and we'll take them to the pit. The pit? Oh... Nash ran back to the pond as fast as her tiny legs would take her. She nearly bowled over Zeke, sending them tumbling into the cattails. Zeke! Elliot! The squirrels! The nuts! The the squirrels! They've got him! They have tied him up and they're taking him to the pit where the thing is! We've got to go! We've got to save him! Oh, not the thing again? Elliot's meeting me here to go exploring. By this time, other creatures had heard the commotion and gathered to hear Nash's tall tale. Meadowlark, a brown and white speckled bird, flew into the crowd. She raised her wings, getting everyone's attention. I just saw Elliot being led up the hill by Lenny and his gang. 
He was blindfolded and tied up. They're taking him to the pit. Nash, we need to stay calm. Why have the Nutcrackers kidnapped him? The stash, they think we stole it. They were going to throw me in the pond and then they called him frog legs. They were going to tie me up on my toes. Nash, you're okay. Let's rescue Elliot first, then we can figure out the rest later. Yeah, yeah, let's go. This is what we do to those who steal from us. You'll learn to keep your mouth shut, frog face. Come on, guys, this has gone far enough. This isn't funny. Where are we? You're in the pit. <laughs> Quiet, Al. Come on, gang. Put the lid on and let's get out of here. We've got to find a new hiding spot for our stash. Elliot looked up through the tiny holes left in the lid. The sides of the pit were slick and blue. How am I going to get out of here? The pond creatures had banded together, headed up the hill and across the meadow to find their friend. They followed Meadowlark as she flew low to guide them. Suddenly, from out of the tall grass, the search party crashed into the gang of squirrels. Hey, watch where you're going. Yeah! Where's Elliot? What have you done with him? Hey, it's another frog! I can see that, Wooly. Out of our way. We don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, we don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. Now take me to my friend. Zeke, we don't need their help with directions, but they are coming with us until we know Elliot is safe. Elliot had begun jumping against the walls of the pit, making it wobble until he was able to knock it over. Tumbling out, he landed on a gritty substance. He looked back on his prison to discover it was just a tall blue bucket. Covered in sand, he tried dusting himself off, but it wasn't working. He looked around and saw sunlight gleaming from water nearby. It looked different from the pond. It was crystal clear, but there were no creatures swimming beneath the surface. He cautiously approached dipped his toe in the water, and the sand washed away. He decided to take a leap of faith and jump in. Zeke charged ahead in search of his friend. The rescuers came upon a large box filled with sand. In the center of the sand was a blue bucket laying on its side. Zeke ran over to the bucket and saw it was empty. Elliot was nowhere to be found. Hey, I thought you said Elliot would be inside the blue bucket. He was. At least that's where we left him. The thing ate him. He's gone. We're next. Run for the hills. Nash, calm down. We need to find Elliot. This isn't helping. <laughs> Are you talking about that digging thing? That's not something to be afraid of. We squirrels see it all over. It just comes and digs a hole and then it leaves. It won't hurt you unless you get in its way. Yeah. Then where's Elliot? Hi, guys. What you doing? Elliot. We were searching for you. Are you okay, buddy? Look, I'm floating. It's like my dream. Look at this. It's like a giant donut. Look at oh, that. Glad you're okay. We were worried about you. really nice. I really like it here. The water is calm, clean, and it's not as crowded. But is it safe? There's nothing living in there, and the ground around it is like one big smooth rock. It feels great. I've been in here for a while, and I'm okay. Hey, Zeke. I think this is it. I think I want to move here. What? Are you serious? Isn't this a bit far? It's not that far from the pond, and we can still meet up at the stop and stump. Yeah, but you'll be alone. Won't you be scared? I won't be alone. There are all sorts of creatures that live here. Nash, I was a little scared earlier when I was blindfolded, tied up, and, you know, thrown into a pit. So are we done here? We gotta move our stash. Lenny, 
Don't you want to say something before you leave? To Elliot? Uh, sure. Uh, sorry about today, Elliot. We regret that we had to tie you up and all that stuff. We good? Uh, yeah. What you meant is harm, God worked for my good. That's a little like the story of Joseph in Genesis. His brother sold him into slavery, but God turned it around and raised him up to be a leader and saved his people. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. The Nutcrackers headed out to find a new hiding spot while the group of friends headed back to Bicker's Pond. It had been a rough day and everyone decided to go to the Stompin' Stump to try Ruby's new flavor, Lizard Lime. Sitting on their favorite toadstools, the two frogs tasted the tart ice cream. Wow, that's got some zing. Sure does, I love it. Hey Zeke, you gonna help me move tomorrow? Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Tales of Zeke and Elliot, Parables Worth Pondering. Parables are simple stories used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson. Our parable today is loosely based on the history of Joseph, found in the Bible, chapters 37 through 50 of Genesis. Joseph was a dreamer, and his life was full of hardships and adventures. However, God used every twist and turn for good. Welcome to Insightful Information with Kelly and Candy. I'm Kelly. And I'm Candy. Each episode, we'd like to share some insightful information about the creatures or environment from our story. Do you mean like, what is a fluffle of bunnies? Exactly. This week, Nash mentioned a fluffle of bunnies. A fluffle is what a large group of wild bunnies is called. That is so cute. Kids, God's creation is full of wonder and excitement. We hope you enjoy hearing these little tidbits every week. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye, kids. Parents, if you enjoy these stories, please like and review us on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to share us with your friends. We look forward to meeting with you again. Until then, when God leads, don't be afraid to take your next leap of faith.